0: Have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Grab Your Keys. I'm Sue Meitner and I have a wonderful guest on today. Tammy Gravely has um, been amazing in the mortgage industry. She is the SVP Director of Mortgage Operations for First Bank. And she was the past president of the Nashville Mortgage Bankers Association. And I was super excited and honored to be on a panel with Tammy a month ago at the Mortgage Collaborative. We like met and connected. And I said, Can you be on Grab Your Keys? And luckily, she said yes. So we're going to get some great insight from Tammy today. And I'm super excited that you're with us. Thank you so much, Tammy. Thank you for having me, it's an honor. So, how did you get into the mortgage business, if you don't mind telling everyone?
1: Mm, I don't mind, but it's not a super exciting story. I fell into it by accident, like most mortgage experts. Right. Um, I am not a finance degree uh, individual. I went to school to be uh, fashion merchandising, and uh, that's what my degree is in. Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, I'm going to say fortunately, met my husband as I was moving off to Atlanta and uh, love can do some strange things to you. And uh, he was not moving because he was settled, had self-employed businesses. Um, So he was stuck and I was madly in love and I wasn't going anywhere um, against my dad's better wishes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I decided not to move at the last minute. I was within about six weeks of moving and um, ultimately I just started looking for jobs. I didn't have really any experience uh, at all because I had interned in retail and was really just focused on doing absolutely nothing but fashion merchandising. And as it turned out, I took a job as a receptionist at a um, independent mortgage banking company. And uh, I started from the ground up. I started answering the telephones. I had no idea who Fannie Mae Freddie Mac was. As a matter of fact, I finally went to my boss and said, who are these people? Because they are so mean. They will not (laughs) let you do anything. Because all you heard was, well, Fannie Mae won't let you do that, or Freddie Mac won't let you do that. So I was like, who the heck is that? They don't teach that in high school. Uh, I wish that would change, because we could definitely probably get more people interested. But um, that's I, that's how I fell into it. I started as um, a receptionist, worked my way into processing, went to underwriting and then went to office manager, um, been to originating for 12 years. And uh, the rest is kind of history. And here I am.
0: Yeah. So that's funny. Our paths are very um, parallel. I got into the mortgage industry um, right out of college, was a post-closer, but I was following the retail path. I was working as a manager of the Gap for years through college and then um, after college. And then I worked from post-closing to processing, to underwriting, to sales, to sales manager, like right through that. So I think that is how everyone is introduced into the mortgage world and uh it's good Some it's good because you learn from the ground up and you really do have great instincts on on, on or really you listen to your gut a lot because you right. have that that background um, and, you know, when a file is going to work or not going to work because Fanny and Freddie or Jenny say so. <laughs> yeah, that's the main People said so.
1: <laughs> right. You're right. Yeah, I think that's the best way to be honest with you to get into the business. I can't imagine coming in and being just an originator. And when I say just an originator, I don't mean that to to demoralize it. What I mean right. is I don't know how I could have ever been successful as an originator, not understanding the why and the kind of the guts of the business um it it definitely allowed me to be a better originator Um, so when i went into sales management that was one of the things that all the originators hated about me was i made them go and sit with a processor and an underwriter and a closer and a shipper and they hated me while it was going on however surprisingly years later I would get phone calls or notes um, or just a little email that said, thank you so much, because that really, really helped me. And so I attribute a lot of being able to be a good originator in the past um, and understanding both sides to be able to balance because it has to be a good balance in this business. You can't be one or the other and be completely successful. Um, I think you have to have a really good balance to be able to move forward and do the things you need to do, because there are basically two sides to the whole process. You know, Um, the detailed side and then the sales side, just like in any organization.
0: Right. And I was you actually hit that before I could even ask you, because I think that um, seesawing between mortgage operator, director of mortgage operations and sales allows you, you to know both and allows you to congruently work together because you have to work together as a team and you knowing sales I mean that's what makes the world go around we have to close loans we have to sell loans for the operations to be there and we all have to work together so that it gets it it all gets done and I love that you have that experience and sometimes you're right people in sales hate said I have that experience and I love making you know having the loan officers understand where operations is coming from and on the other side have operations understand that it's not always a great you know it's not always great to be on the front lines right the great originators make it look super ridiculously easy and it's not super ridiculously easy they're just fabulous at what they do yeah you're absolutely
1: correct it is definitely a good balance and it's hard it's hard to get to that good balance because Mm -hmm most minds are either going to go sales or they're going to go operations. It's either detail or very little detail and they don't um, they don't always collide very
0: well. No, oh, I totally agree. So what do you feel your three keys to success are? If you had to pick three keys to success, what would they be? Um,
1: so I would say the first, uh, which I don't want to blow anybody's mind, but a lot of it is my faith. You know, right. I, I, I literally um am a true believer is i'm i'm where i'm at not because i was great and wonderful at anything that i did i had great mentors i had um great managers i had a group of supporters that was wonderful but i I will say i spent a lot of time in prayer over what do i do next how do i do it next and um so that that would be my first and foremost is to say my faith just keeps me going and helps me do the right things um at the right time hopefully And um, secondly, I would say I have had a lot of really, really, really good people who surrounded me. I was very fortunate early, early in my career that I had people that did not, you know, there's, uh, there's an old cliche and I'm trying to remember what it is. But a lot of people hold information to their chest because they feel like they have no job security if somebody else learns it. I was very fortunate that God placed me in situations to where those people were always willing to share everything they knew. And I feel like that there's always a right and wrong way to do everything. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, even in the mortgage business, we have people who do it the right way and people who do it the wrong way, or maybe not, I guess in our world, I'd say compliant way. Maybe that's the best thing to say. And I feel like that those people that I was with taught me the right way it's you know here's the wrong way here's the right way and you're going to have a lot of times where it's going to get into the gray on both sides but always remember customer is first and you have to lay your head down at night to make sure that you've Mm -hmm. taken care of the customer and if i had been with the wrong set of people who never really taught me that i would have never grasped that nor could i share that with people that i manage today or that i mentor today Right. Um, so I would say the people that surrounded me would be my second. Um, third, I, I'm going to say there's probably been a lot of just luck as well. I've been in the right place at the right time. And um, it and, and maybe that goes back to my number one. You know, my mm-hmm. my trust and my belief in God has always, you know, put me in the right place at the right time. And I've always realized uh, I have never arrived. I've been doing this now, and I hate to even say how long, because somebody's going to see me um, at a conference and they'll go like, "Wow, 38 years!" <laughs> but I've been doing this almost 38 years, and um, I learn something new every day. Every day, Um, that is
0: what one of the things I love about this business is you do learn something new every day, and you get to touch and connect with people every single day. And uh, I think that's one of the fabulous things about this mortgage business is that uh, you create your own luck. But I always say that when hard work and opportunity meets, equals success. And I think that with opportunity, there's a lot of luck in that. It's seeing what what doors to walk through and being able to walk through those right doors instead of the wrong doors and not being scared to walk through those doors to see what that opportunity is. And that's really, you make your own luck when you have the faith to, to surround yourself with the right people. So I love what you're saying. Faith, Surrounding yourself with the right people that help you make the right decisions instead of the wrong decisions and show you the right way instead of the wrong way. And then also luck, being at the right places at the right times and um, having that path and knowing that you have the faith to, in yourself and the confidence. I think wow. that a lot of time women especially are missing that confidence level. Well, and that's, that's hard to keep sometimes in, in any
1: situation, whether you're, I guess, male or female, but since we're both female, I guess I can say it, um, you know, just recently on the panel where we talked about it, I, I've never really seen myself in a situation of, am I against a male or a female? I've always just looked at it. Do I know more than what they do or do they know more than what I do? What do I need to know what they know to get that opportunity? Um, and, and sometimes you just have to look at it that way. You can't look at the obstacles right. and, and being a female in some cases could possibly be an obstacle. Um, you just, you have to create your own path. And, and like I said, going back to what really kind of falls into that third, you can never think that you're beyond learning something new. And once you reach that level, you, you're in a dangerous territory. Because like I said, there is every time I have a new employee when they're fairly new to mortgage, um, there are several things that I tell them. But that's one of the things I really focus on is never think you have arrived because the minute that you do, you're going to stumble and fall. So you've got to be always willing to be open and open to learning, open to new ways, because the worst and most dangerous statement is we've always done it that way. Always done it that way. It's not broken. Let's not fix it. Um, And I've I've been guilty of that myself, you know, uh, many years. I'd be like, it's working. Why do we want to really just break it down and redo it? But you have to know that there's always a better way. It may not be your exact way. But if you're getting to the same end goal, then what does it really matter if somebody's taking you there differently? Because it could make it better than what you thought it was with your original path.
0: Yeah, one of my peers um, in a group that I'm in, that she has uh, everyone on her team keep a pad of paper. And when they feel like there could be something done better or differently to make the system and process better, they write it down and then they have a meeting once a week to see. Um, what people have come up with so that they can constantly be honing their skill, honing, you know, what they're doing so that it makes it a better customer experience, but also a better operational experience. Right. Um, Great to idea.
1: Things,
0: you know, quicker, faster, better. Um, and, and sometimes being different, doing things differently can make it faster, better and smoother. So I definitely agree with that. And I totally agree with knowledge is power. And you can never stop learning. You can never, you know stop listening to a podcast. I learn something new every time I listen to a podcast of my peers. Every single time I'm able to educate myself, um you learn something every single day. And I absolutely love that about this industry. So, um, in this business, Tammy, you've done so much. Who do you admire in this in this business or outside of this business? Oh a tough one um i
1: should have had that one ahead of time so i could Mm -hmm. think (laughs) i know (laughs) there's so so many many people there are so it's kind of hard to really um you know focus on one i think there's a lot of people um that do so much good work um in 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 our industry and even outside of the industry and Wow. So I would really, um, you know, that's something I've never really thought about uh, deeply. I'm going to obviously the minute that we,
0: (laughs) you'll be like, oh, that person I admire. So that's okay. I, you did not get the questions, and that's okay. But I also like being spontaneous too, because um, I think that that's also important. So if you think about it before we finish our chat, tell tell me you remember you thought of that. So that's fine. If you had to be in a different profession besides mortgage, what would make your heart sing just as much? You know, if you had asked
1: me this question probably 20 years ago, I would have said, I'll go back to fashion merchandising because right. that was, you know, it's kind of what I always grew up wanting to do and went to school to do it and thought that I would love it. But obviously, that was not the path um, that I was supposed to go down i would probably uh do a lot of volunteer work i um you know people would probably find this really strange coming from me but um through church affiliations i have uh, you know been in prison ministries i have gone and done uh, you know work in uh, honduras and places like that and it's been a while because this this fast paced business makes it difficult to stay that connected on both sides. And I'm, I, I feel very guilty that I haven't given more of that, but I would say um, helping those that don't have the ability to either help themselves or don't have the outlets or don't know how and community involvement with those who are very underserved. Um, we through Mortgage Bankers Association last year, I named our um, our charity giving, which we do every year. Everybody has a new one, uh, was in conjunction with the Metro Nashville Police. And um, it is a organization they've had for quite some time. They have a separate organization. And they do a really good job of vetting those people that um, either through psychiatrists or schools or doctors that really don't have the ability to go to that next level. And they don't have the means of which to buy for their children like we do for Christmas and things of that nature, whether it's at a holiday or throughout the year. And so I kind of honed in on that. And I will tell you, um, it did bring back a lot of Juices for me, I guess. That's probably not the right word to use. Yes. Um, but I, I would say getting up on Christmas morning at 4 a.m., not to go in the living room to see my own children or grandchildren open up gifts that I thought nothing about buying, nothing about swiping a card and grabbing. And I'm very fortunate. I, it's nothing that I've done again. I'm very blessed. But to be able to line up uh, in downtown Nashville of probably 300 cars of people who are giving of their Christmas morning, having the police officers and that group in that community load up your vehicles to actually take and deliver to people who are completely surprised when they open up the door and literally have children cry because you brought in a bicycle that they never thought they would get. that just puts things in perspective for you. You don't have a clue. Like it makes, I go, I'm in Nashville, of course, and drive back to Alabama. We normally go the day before Christmas Eve. When I started doing that um, community work with them, uh, you know, my family, of course, is like, what do you mean you're not going to be here for Christmas Eve? And what do you, you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, well, I, I have to, because, I mean, I've asked everybody else to do it. I can't not show up. Totally. I mean, they were understanding, but yet, you know, I was messing up our family. So anyway, you leave that and you go to your family and the perspective that it brings to who you are and what you have to give and the expectation that those who are more gifted and who have more should also give more. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's something that I would really focus on, um, and hope that I would be able to financially to do that if I could never do mortgage. That right. was probably longer answer than you wanted. No, no, else. no.
0: I love that. I had my son in with his high school. With the, he was on the golf team. They every year uh, collected donations and gift cards is what they did the most of for the the. um less fortunate families of Philadelphia. And he would go in with the team with the team and the coaches and they delivered to like the poverty, you know, areas of Philadelphia, which were pretty harsh, you know, I'm sure the same in Nashville. And uh, it was an eye opening experience for him. And he calls upon, you know, has thought of that about it ever, ever since. And, Uh, he did that for many years and i thought that that was something that was so important for him to learn because we are super fortunate especially us in the mortgage industry we definitely have our peaks and valleys but um even the even the valleys are are okay and uh people who are less fortunate so that is a great that is a great thing so, um, that you were saying, and, and it's a great profession to be in to give back.
1: So, um,
0: I love that. Um, what is in the future for Tammy?
1: <laughs> well, uh, probably the same thing that is for everybody right now, just trying to keep our head above water and uh, get through this lovely little lull that we have uh, in the mortgage
0: business. But, um, you guys, right now, keeping the right mindset to to um, you know have, have that positive energy.
1: Well, and I, I, you know, I was actually um, with TMC on the rundown this past Friday and um, we kind of talked a little bit in that same realm. I would say that uh, being able to show our value because there's, there's a shakedown, you know, there's doors Mm -hmm. closing every day. There's good people that probably got in the business, realized it wasn't for them and it took the doors closing for them to move on. I think, you know, focusing on the value of a mortgage professional. Um, it's not, and nothing against Rocket Mortgage, but it's so much better to have that face than it is just to be online and not have the expertise of somebody really walking you through, whether that's at 7.30, 8 o'clock on a Friday night or 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Um, so I think, you know, to keep us together And and next for us is just really, Trying to continue to show our value, um, educate ourselves so that we have that value add to our consumers and our customers, Um, and and hopefully it just you know we ride right on through this one. We'll we'll look back and the same way we did for 2008 and go, wow, it was rough, but you know we made it. Um, So what's next for Tammy is really just trying to make it through the day and make sure that we keep our team motivated and uh, teach them how to show their value whether they're external to the customers or behind the scenes, because everybody does have a value and it takes all of us to make it work. Um, It's not all about an originator. It's not all about the deliverer or the capital markets. It is a, it's a team effort and there's value to every position that makes that team move and groove. So what's next for me is just, you know, like I said, trying to make sure that we keep everybody at that level and keep them as positive Mm -hmm. as we can.
0: Yeah, I, I love that also. And uh, I try to motivate my own team and saying uh, to to talk about value is super important. We can provide so much value to our referral partners, so much value to our borrowers every single day. And if we're just getting that information out about how we can help people, um, people need our help. They always need our help and it is better to do it Face to face, or do it, you know, voice to voice, or digital to digital. Then it actually is pushing a couple buttons because no one really understands how intricate each and different every single mortgage is, and right. it's really talking to people to say, "Let me see how I can help you." You know, tell me your story, tell me what you're looking at, um, right. and to let me see if I can help you. I think I've said that two times already today. And, you know, we're six hours into the day. (laughs) I might have said it three, actually. So uh, I totally agree with you on that. You do an amazing job for your team. You did an amazing job on that TMC panel. And I'm so thankful Mm -hmm. and blessed that I was able to get to know you and have you here. Um, I look forward to hopefully seeing you sometime soon. And um, I appreciate you being on Grab Your Keys with me. Thank you so much. It was an honor
1: to be on here, and it was more my pleasure to meet you, I can assure you. And you're doing a great job with Grab Your Keys. Thank you for allowing me to be on, and um, hopefully somebody will listen.
0: (laughs) I'm sure somebody will listen. So everyone, thank you so much for listening to Grab Your Keys. And remember, like and share and tell your friends. And in addition to that, we have some amazing guests coming on we're booked for the rest of the year but if you know somebody that we should chat with definitely get in touch with us because we love to um, talk to people that we don't know so we can learn some more things and we're looking forward to seeing you next time on grab your keys